0: The Will You Grow Show goes live Sundays, 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. To receive notifications, click the subscribe button beneath this video or visit YouTube's Will You Grow channel to see more shows and videos. And now, here's Will You founder Angelique Meadow with this week's Will You Grow Show.
1: Welcome to the Will You Grow Show. How are you? My name is Angelique, and I'm here to ignite your inner courage to liberate yourself from limitations. I'm the founder of Will You at WillYouGrow.com, an inspirational multimedia company that provides personal growth and joy through education, conversations, and adventures. Our weekly grow shows like the one you're watching today begin by tackling touchy subjects that'll tickle your tempestuous thoughts, fan your eternal flame, and salve your soul with hope. Halfway through, we'll take a 60-second look at what people have to say about us and share any new goodies we've created just for you. Then we'll go hands-on to talk fun tips and tools to begin implementing today's lesson into your life. Here in the studio with me today are our audio aficionado, Ben, (laughs) and our video Santa, Neil. Hello,
0: hello, hello.
1: They help make this show happen while sharing their colorful commentary. Today's episode is brought to you by Life and Nature, who keep our hearts beating and our world turning, and we say thank you to Life, Nature, and each and every one who helps to bring these shows to you. We also thank each and every viewer, and especially those who hit the like button, the share button, and the subscribe buttons today. We're grateful that you are all here. Now, on to today's episode. Are you clairsentient? Have you ever walked into a room and felt tension after someone had just had an argument there? Have you ever known things by means of feeling it, even if those truths were not spoken and may have been opposed by your own logic? Last week we talked about intuition as a source of connection to all information. We mentioned four of the most common forms of intuition, clairsentience, the one we'll talk about today, claircognizance, clairvoyance, and clairaudience. There are also less common forms of intuition, and we'll discuss all of them in future episodes. We're talking about these topics because they could be vital for you. When we know which forms of intuition are most prominent for us, we can take better care of ourselves of others, of plants, of animals, and of the earth. We can also give ourselves the freedom to know the truth about anything without requiring other people and things to access it or to validate us. This can be vital during times when we may be surrounded by conflict and misinformation. Today's episode is about the form of intuitive connection and receiving called clairsentience. It's a way to receive and know unspoken truths by means of the way we physically feel. The word was first coined by the philosophers in the 1630s for the concept of an ability to feel derived from a Latin word, sentientum, to distinguish it from the ability to think. In modern Western philosophy, sentience is the ability to experience sensations. The website, yourdictionary.com, defines clairsentience as the ability for a person to acquire psychic knowledge by means of feeling. And thesaurus.com shares synonyms for the word like acumen, discernment, foreknowledge, insight, omen, perception and precognition. There have been many famous intuitives, such as Edgar Casey and Bobby Drinan, but they have often been lauded for their results, and far less to no information is available as to their specific form of intuitive guidance. As was mentioned last week, Einstein is widely quoted as saying, quote, all great achievements of science must start from intuitive knowledge, and at times I feel certain I am right while not knowing the reason. In my experience, clairsentience is a source of connection to feel anything or what anyone is experiencing. An analogy that fits today's terminology might be, clairsentience is like touching our hot stove, not physically, but by means of proximity to the stove or by holding the image and essence of the stove in our awareness. So that could mean that if we were in the same room as our stove, but too far away to physically sense the heat, yet we do physically feel its current state of heat, we are clairsentient. We might also, for example, be in Philadelphia, and our stove is in Florida, and we hold the image and essence of the stove. In Florida, in our awareness, and we could feel its current state of heat in our body. People who are clairsentient also in the beginning of discovering this may not recognize that they're picking up on other people's feelings. So if you can imagine, if I feel hungry, and it's actually other person that's next to me that's hungry, and not me, and I walk away and then all of a sudden I feel fine. It might be hard to distinguish that in the beginning when we're figuring out who's that person's feelings versus my feelings. One of the ways you can know whether it's you or whether it's the other person who's experiencing those feelings is that when it is me, I can give you my example. I don't know what you'll experience, but when it is me and I'm having the experience, it is a very much more... um, intense awareness it would be a good description uh it's not gradual for me it's I'm aware that I'm hungry or I'm aware that I'm thirsty or I'm aware that uh you know something is happening physically whereas if I'm sitting next to someone and they have this and I'm open to it which now I know how to close off so I don't have to feel everyone else's feelings as much But if I'm open to it, and it's almost like a contagion, like if you could imagine little particles of their feelings coming in. So it would be like this, I'm sitting here and I'm fine. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, like a breeze of, I'm hungry. But yet it's not that kind of biting feeling that you have if it's actually your own hunger. It's just that overall feeling that you know that there's hunger there. And it could gradually come in, like I described, and if I got up, it would just gradually leave. So you can test this for yourself and see what you notice. I share these things not because I like to share my personal experiences. If it was up to me personally, uh, I would just choose to keep all of this to myself. I'm offering myself Of service. I'm offering this Angelique of service to the one that created me and to all of you so that if you can learn from my experience and help yourself to know what's happening in your world and with you and alleviate anxiety or pain or any of those things, that's why I'm here. So I hope that there's something in this for you to inspire you to find out where your intuition is coming from, and if clairsentience applies to you. So, can we really feel anything, anywhere? Although there are some things that block the ability, it has been my experience that I can. So, are you clairsentient? According to ThoughtCatalog.com, here are 12 of the 25 ways listed on the website to help you know if you are clairsentient. 1. 1. You are very sensitive to your feelings. You have strong reactions to negative emotions and always seem to overthink situations that other people don't appear to notice or even be bothered by. (laughs) Two. You are very selective about who you spend time with because there are only a handful of people who don't make you feel drained, exhausted, or otherwise inexplicably uncomfortable. Three you can perceive the true root of people's problems immediately and clearly. People often call you their personal therapist or come to you for advice or help. 4. You are fascinated by things that are ancient or historical. When you visit places that have been inhabited for many years, you find yourself fascinated because you're feeling the layers and layers and layers of energy that have been embedded there before. Number five, you have an extraordinary ability to empathize to the point that you can even put yourself in the mindset completely of the people whom you disagree with strongly or who have hurt you in the past. In this, you can find true healing and compassion. Number six, You've always struggled with your emotions in life. You've had to learn how to not let your feelings totally engulf you, because at times, they do. Number seven, you become uncomfortable in cluttered, dark spaces and always gravitate towards areas that are naturally bright and airy. This is because you can perceive the vibration in any area and understand that the darker and more crowded it is, the heavier the energy is. Number eight, sometimes you'll have strong feelings that are triggered by small, seemingly unimportant things. This means that you're becoming aware of a trauma point that needs to be healed. Most people are able to just ignore these discomforts, but because you cannot, you are forced to heal them, and you learn from them. Number nine, you never trust what you're told or what you see on the surface, you trust what you feel. This applies to everything from jobs to partners. You can read them in ways that they probably can't even understand (laughs) themselves. Yes, (laughs) and it frustrates the heck out of (laughs) (laughs) home. I just had to get that out and laugh. (laughs) I'm not mad. (laughs) Uh, Number 10. You can clearly perceive other people's intentions. It's immediately apparent to you why people are behaving in a certain way or if they have ulterior motives. May not be able to do anything about it, but <laughs> you can perceive it. Number 11, you feel a strong connection with energies and spirits that are not physical. This could manifest as a need to spend a lot of time in nature or waking up in the middle of the night and sensing another presence in the room. Number 12, you feel a deep calling to help people because you can sense that people are suffering needlessly, and you feel that your life mission is in some way to help them become more self aware and transcend their pain. And if you'd like to read more from Thought Catalog, go to thoughtcatalog.com or sign up to receive our show notes, and there you'll find the link to the article. It's important to note the difference between Feelings and emotions. You notice we've talked a lot about feelings today, but emotions were also listed in that article, and I have found that the two are actually quite different, although the words are interchanged in everyday language. The experience of them is as different as using a scissors versus being cut by one. That's my experience. Using a scissors is like the experience of feelings and clairsentience. You're just using the feelings. Like when I can feel someone is hungry, I notice that the hunger feeling is there. I'm using the feeling. I notice what it is and I can do something about it or not. But being cut by a scissors is like emotions. They are immediate, intense, and there is a result like pain, pain. Uh, discomfort, joy, whatever the emotions bring, call for focused attention. They're like, feel me, look at me, whether it's pain, angst, whatever it might be. So feelings would be something that's more gentle. It's more peaceful. It comes in, it comes out. It's something that is not um, demanding. Whereas emotions are something that's generated specifically, usually from our past, from our fear of the future, from some sort of concern or uh, personal, as in just about you, a personal issue. So if we can feel anything, why don't we? If all this feeling capability is available, why don't we use it? First, because we've been directed away from intuitive information by means of societal norms and educational standards. For example, how many of us were taught to stuff down, bury, or pretend that our feelings did not exist? Or were we criticized for being too sensitive by insensitive people who blocked their own ability to feel? Do we care what other people think about our feelings? If we have or do experience any of these things, it's likely that we are not able to be fully clairsentient, but we may become so with practice. Intuitive clairsentience and information is available to each of us. The wise feelings within each of us, also called the Holy Spirit and God within, need to be uncovered honored, and cherished. We can ignore it, stuff it, deny it, get angry about it. We can believe we're not worthy to experience it. Or, in some other way, we can simply turn away from the intuition and information. But the question is, will we turn away from our own clairsentience? Even though true feelings are available to us, we may turn away. We may be afraid of not really understanding or knowing the truth. We may be afraid of what that truth is because it requires us to change. Or we may be afraid of knowing truth because it may upset our idea of being right. Or for some other reason. The question now is, will we choose fear or intuition? Will we choose fear of knowing the truth and the feelings? Or intuition and clairsentience? If we regularly experience fear, anxiety, pain, dread, depression, suicidal thoughts, or other limitations to our happiness, it's likely that we are not using intuition or clairsentience to connect to all the unlimited source of information available to us. If we were connected to it, we could receive the answers needed so we may break free of those unhappy sources of suffering. When we are connected to all truth via any or all of the sources of intuition, we live in the expansive possibilities of learning an infinite perception of ourself and of life. This type of open vision and perception allows us to see and be in meaningful and joyful ways. I'll share a quick and intense story about my relationship with intuition and clairsentience. So when I use the example of being able to feel someone else's hunger, you know, that's probably not so bad, right? Like, so you feel somebody else's hunger. No big deal. Maybe you eat an extra apple or whatever it might be because you think it's you. Well, there is another side to this. I still continue to learn about my own levels of clairsentience and my One of my biggest lessons was this last year when my cat had died. I've always been affected by other people's emotions so that when I was raised around someone who was depressed, I had a very difficult time being a caretaker for that person because of the effect that it had on me. Well, my cat, when she was passing, I was with her the whole time and she got very, very sick. And it got to a point where... I didn't realize how much of that I was also processing with her so that I, I got so sick that when I went to stand up that I fainted, I fell against a wall and I could feel my hand coming down the wall as I was holding her and I fainted and fell on the floor and I don't know how long I was out, but I was, I was out. She couldn't even move at that point. She was that sick. And when I woke up, I saw that she was, you know, laid out on the floor. And I'm laying there going, how did I get here? And when she passed, which was probably an hour-ish after that. So, after obviously, I still have some grief yet. But after she passed and her soul was out of that body, which had the pain in it. It was a matter of moments, and the entire sickness was gone. I didn't have any of the nausea, uh, foggy-headedness, feeling like I had inflammation in my lungs, all that. It, uh, It was probably within 15 minutes, the whole thing was gone. And that was when I realized the extent to which that I am able to, even unconsciously, work through that with someone. And it was through working with an energy healer that I was told that this is a part of um, a type of healing where people did it more consciously in an era where you, you help a person process their soul issues by your presence, being capable of transferring it. And we had learned that I was capable of doing this, this energy healer and I, probably a year ago, when we found that there were all sorts of emotions in my liver, because liver is one of the areas that processes emotions, and I have had intense, uh, you know, intimate relationships, you know, like people I was either living with um, or family members and such who weren't processing their emotions, and I did that, on their behalf. And my liver was loaded. And what happened was I, when it, when she, when we released that, <laughs> I got to see, uh, through pictures, these images of the emotions that they had experienced, but I didn't feel any of that in my body at that point. It was all theirs. And when that was gone, <laughs> I felt fantastic. So this is probably an extreme version of what happens. There might be people who have far more extreme than I do. I don't know. But I'm just sharing with you that there, that the levels of clairsentience can be really intense. And it's wonderful if you have some of these capabilities that you can work with someone. I'm happy to. We're going to have some, some uh, Q&A, get-togethers, discussions um, as well as some classes about intuition, I'm happy to work with you. But there are also people I can recommend if, if you are at a, a, at a level that goes beyond what I know, I'm happy to recommend some folks who can take you to the next level. But no matter what, allow yourself to explore because this can help you and aid you. It isn't just a, a, an intense emotional or feeling burden. It's also the ability to feel when something is unsafe. It's the ability to feel when something is really joyful for you. Those kinds of things, um, those extremes are numbed out when we don't allow ourselves to feel. When we're somewhere in the middle and we use food to give us a high and we use alcohol to, you know, numb out the pain, the lows, we're, we're not really feeling either one and we start to lack the ability to feel both joy as well as feel things that are unsafe. For us, we just get numbed out on both ends. So, I encourage you to allow yourself to have these, these uh, connections with your own clairsentience. And your connections with other types of intuition will also then open up, and your connection with yourself, knowing who you are, and with nature. As I have continued to unravel the things that have blocked down my intuition nature and the connection with nature and communication with animals and other things has blossomed since then because they don't have all that junk that I was working through and carrying around so they can relate to me much better now and i with them so is it possible to hone our clairsentience to access more information With practice, yes, it is possible to hone our clairsentience and other forms of intuition, even amidst external circumstances. In the beginning, it can be challenging since being disconnected from intuition is a habit. A habit needs to be broken just like any other addiction. And that's the way we need to treat disconnection. Like a bad habit that kills our satisfaction, peace, happiness, and connection to ourself, others, and everything. So what can we do to be more clairsentient? Here are six of many tips to help us to connect. There are so many more, but here's a good start. Tip number one, ask ourselves the question, how do I feel? How do I feel when we're clairsentient? we may often be focused on how someone else is feeling because how they feel affects us. (laughs) So we may not actually know how we feel. It's good to check in with that. Tip number two, release our personal feelings, fears, problems, etc. Those are the emotions that I was talking about earlier. We must, in order to feel our surroundings, we need to be free of those kinds of emotions. If I don't, this is what happens. Let's say I'm feeling sorrow and I've also blocked out my own stunted grieving over the death of my cat. Regardless of whether or not I am aware of those feelings within me, they are present. And if I were to attempt to connect with how someone else feels, I'm very likely to sense my own grief and sorrow and project that upon the other person with whom I'm connected and say, you feel sorrow right now. This is why so many people don't understand each other because they have their own issues of sorrow, grief, or whatever they have not processed. And when they try to relate or connect or understand someone else, all they can feel is their own issues. So we need to be able to process and release those emotions so we can actually truly understand, connect, and feel compassionately alongside someone else. This is also one of the many reasons why inner child therapy can be so helpful to the processing of old emotions and to be free to feel ourself and others and life again. Tip number three release stress. Stress blocks our ability to connect to ourself, others, intuition, and answers. And tip number four, accept that it's possible to feel anything. Tip number five, be teachable, not a naysaying, well, that's a bunch of baloney kind of person. Tip number six, know our worth. We can know that we are just as worthy as any being to use clairsentience as a way to know things. It may guide us to meet a new friend learn an important life lesson, and help us be our best. There are lots more tips such as breathing, nutrition, exercise, sleep, self-care, etc. And there is a whole lot of great information available on the topics about clairsentience and intuition. I recommend researching it further to discover ways to experience intuition and clairsentience and connect to the answers that you seek. And beginning this coming Friday, October 29th, join me for a live Zoom support. Every Friday from noon to 1, share your experiences and questions that you encountered in the week before. To register, go to our description box and look for Group Growth via Zoom. Zoom support will be available every Friday from noon to 1, Eastern Time, because we want you to be supported and say, Thank God it's Friday! (laughs) And now we'll take a 60 second break to turn it over to you to consider. Will you choose to feel more truly and become more clairsentient? When we come back, we'll hear what the crew has to say about today's topic and talk tips, tools, and how to be more clairsentient by means of mother nature.
0: The Will You Grow Show will now take 60 seconds to check in with you. If you're wondering how to apply a Grow Show topic to your life, here's what people say about mentoring with Angelique.
1: One of Angelique's gifts is, first of all, to be so in touch with herself and with nature that um, she can see what truth is that I think maybe can escape people at times. She looks right through you and sees what's inside of you.
2: I think she just sensed that I was very uptight with uh, my emotions, and she's been able to guide me and help me know those emotions.
1: This is your girl. Um, (laughs) Self-care is not selfish. If you really want to dig deep and stop living on the surface, then schedule a conversation with Angelique.
0: Introducing something new from Will You Grow, the Group Grow Show Discussion. Join Angelique each Friday at noon Eastern Time to discuss your questions about the show topics and ways to apply the tips. To register, just go to the description box, then click the link for Group Grow. Give your gift of $30 per month or more, and we'll email you a thank you, along with a link to join the Friday meetings. We look forward to seeing you at the new Group Grow Show discussion.
1: Welcome back. And now let's hear what the crew has to say about today's topic.
0: I got a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think I counted seven of the 12 that Ooh. you read off. That I think I am, but I might not be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think. What about you? Did you count? Um, your-
2: I should have counted the. The earlier ones more so than yeah. some of the later yep. ones. Yeah, me too. Yeah, the first anyway. two. What were the first two? Oh, heavens.
1: Number one, you are very sensitive to your feelings. You have strong reactions to negative emotions and always seem to overthink situations that other people don't appear to be bothered by or even notice. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> very much so. The older I have gotten, I have figured out that I am very much number one. Like I get, I get emotional. You, you got me there with the, the caviar story. So, that that's that's happens more frequently. That I can, I get a little bit emotional over the slightest little things. I guess I'm mellowing in my twilight years.
1: Feeling the feels.
0: Feeling the feels. That's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a really good thing. Don't you know, bottle that stuff up, because then you'll implode from within, and then you got bigger problems if that happens. So,
2: how about you? I would I would call myself a very empathetic person, yeah. I guess. Um, maybe a, a part of that, you know, you could explain away with. Just being raised a certain way, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it always—it never fails to be perplexing when I see someone do something just wholly selfish. It's just like, do you not realize that what you're doing is barely benefiting you, but and yeah, it's so going to impact everyone right. else. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. Everyone can point to you know you're in the grocery store and somebody's cart's blocking the path or someone's stopped in the middle of the road to look at their phone or something, but um yeah i I note that constantly uh, people that seem to have less of an ability or less of a desire than I seem to uh to be looking out for other people uh-huh. like. Just even paying attention, you know, read the room. <laughs> and, and I've definitely put my foot in my mouth before. Oh and, yeah. And, I have. You know, I'm not some gifted, uh, you know, able to read people. I'm not in that situation, but no,
0: I've gotta got really rely on or lean on tip the tips, especially tip number well, tips one through four. <laughs>
1: There were six, right? There were
0: six. <laughs> <clears throat> well, all of them, really.
2: But the one that resonates. How do I feel? Yeah. First yeah. I've also definitely noticed. Um, I have a tendency to be more comfortable cut off mm-hmm. or or numbing um, because it's. I know enough now that there's no reason, really. uh, How do I explain this? So by observing other people and their lack of empathy (laughs) and being sort of subconsciously envious of their ability to just cruise through everything, Mm. it's like that feeling of two beers in or whatever and no longer having to worry about... Other people's stuff, <laughs> or no longer feeling it as much, uh, you you can almost start to crave that to the point that it's like, oh well, that should be my new baseline, you know? Yeah. How nice would it be to just wake up and be at that point? Um, because I don't know, and it, it gets. It's complex. It, it just seems easier. And so it's it's not that I'm actively thinking, oh, well, I wish I was more like Greg, because Greg doesn't have to feel this stuff. But it's it's maybe being curious of ha- maybe that's a better way. Maybe, maybe that's uh, rewarded in our society. <laughs> or maybe lack you can of better- empathy. Um, yeah, I, I keep centering on that. I mean, I, I think there's more to it than just empathy, uh-huh. you know, but. Oh, Dartner. Yeah, well, yeah, she, uh, Because empathy could just be like a, a cognitive process, uh-huh. I think. Um, I'm always trying to put myself in other people's shoes and, and understand why they would, um, Think or feel the way they do, and so I think that's the way I've always approached it. But that that understanding also comes with feelings and emotions attached to it. Um, and so, to me, it's like today's topic. What I'm paying the most attention to is like, what do you do with that? How do you how do you deal with that? Why? Or, or what parts of this um, are affecting my personality or the way I act. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that's what it was, if that makes sense.
0: And the one about choosing who do you spend time with. When you talk about how is it affecting me. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is very true. And you have to really dig deep and figure out the toxicity of some people. And how that gets absorbed into your system and it can affect how you behave and how you think and how you feel. so it's, it's, it sounds bad that you're, you're having to pick and choose the people to be around but if it makes you healthier both emotionally and physically then it's worth doing not surround you Keep, keep, keep that toxicity to a minimum
1: well we, I think. we have a tendency we have a tendency to take it or, or make it personal when it's about someone we do. like we're yeah. afraid of hurting their feelings exactly. or or we're um feeling like we're obligated to yeah. to spend time with them but if we look at them, if we can put it in kind of make light of it mm-hmm. call call them like a tall drink of water, <laughs> okay if it's water and it's actually improving the state of our body, and we yeah. drink it great, but if we're constantly Drinking crude oil, just using an example that if we make it not about a a human being that we're afraid of some, you know, result of our choice to be healthy and make it about what is the physical effect, am, am I getting sick? Am I making myself less capable to work tomorrow because I've spent time with this person in the evening Am I am I am I making am I dumbing myself down? Am I am I yeah. noticing that I have an ability and say there's nobody else in this room who seems to either care that I have the ability or notice that I have the ability. Mm-hmm. Am I going to put it under a bushel basket? A lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Or they never hone it because why bother? No one else does.
2: I could see it being easy to get caught in this sort of feedback loop where, you know, as, as soon as you start to feel if it's a negative thing, um, but I guess it could be positive also and have consequences that way. When you start to try and modify your behavior based on someone else's output being your input, I think, to go back to a topic from a previous day, you're going down a path of inauthenticity because as soon as you stray from the authentic path, because you're trying to like mold this person or help them feel better or whatever, you've now changed what you're doing. Does that make sense? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: One of the, the signs I think earlier, um, Indicating that you could have that ability mm-hmm. is um, just the tendency to spend time with yourself or just at home alone because you don't like it. And being self-employed, I've gotten a lot of time, just me and the dog, yeah. just, just self-reflect. I think you and I are both super comfortable. I know. That, so. <laughs> it didn't, when you first said it, it didn't really. Yeah. Me, but then for some reason, as you were saying that, it's just like, yep. I do like being alone.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I didn't just, used
2: to, but I'm growing more. I'm
0: being. I'm. I'm fine with it now. I really am. And if I had to go back into like an
2: office setting, I. I'm constantly hate that. Really. living in this process. I mean, I am already sort of <clears throat> pretty introverted. I wouldn't call myself shy, but I just don't often. Uh, I don't know. Put my self. Out there to right. be perceived. <laughs> um, I like. I still like
0: people, and I like being surrounded
2: by people.
0: I still need that a little bit.
2: I'm. Yeah. I'm really sort of. I have traits of both. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it, it, when I am out anywhere, I, I'm just the observer, the quiet. Mm. Uh, I feel like I'm just looking at what everyone else is doing and sort of. <laughs> You're, you're back there in the back. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody's looking.
0: What's he thinking?
2: <laughs> I'm judging everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a different topic for a different day now.
1: <laughs> oh, the laugh gives it away. We know better than that. <laughs> But it's good that you know that you needed a little time away from, you know, and on your own so that you can reset your own energy system. That's a good way for people who are clairsentient to be able to hit that reset button and come back refreshed. And there's no need to make excuses for that. Some people don't need alone time to reset. They spend all their time around other people. But they aren't maybe going to understand why Some of us need time alone to be able to reset that. And if they aren't willing to respect that, Mm -hmm. who's going to stand up for that? We are responsible for saying, you know what? It's worthwhile. This is important. This is valuable. This makes Neil a better person. This makes Ben a better person. This makes Angelique a better person. And I need to stand up for that.
0: Sometimes quiet time is good. It is. And necessary. (laughs) And
1: necessary. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for your commentary, gentlemen. And now, it's metaphysical tool time. Today's tools consist of a stone, animal, and a flower. As always, the information included is for educational and entertainment purposes only and are not a substitute for medical advice. As always, you are fully responsible for your choices. We do not encourage the worship of any healing tool mentioned in this or any video. We do encourage everyone to appreciate the divinity within everything. So let's begin with today's stone. Ben, what can you share with us about clear quartz?
2: I today have some info from CosmicCuts.com. To make us receptive to higher guidance, Clear Quartz first cleanses and then opens our energy centers to receive spiritual downloads, if you will. If we let it work its magic, this is a crystal that can help us get on the destined path and reveal our soul mission, and it can even do so through our dreams. Although Clear Quartz cleanses our whole aura, it is a particularly powerful channeling crystal that connects us with the divine through the crown chakra. As we work with it, It teaches us to operate from our higher self and let go of patterns and beliefs that tell us what we should do. Instead, it teaches us to listen to our soul calling and go for what we feel is right for us.
1: Great. Thank you for that information, Ben. And our healing animal for today is the duck. Neil, would you share with us about the duck and its pertinence to today's topic?
0: The following information is from worldbirds.com. The duck will appear when we need to get or stay connected to our feelings and make heart-based decisions. The duck is a symbol of intuition and vigilance. It appears on earth, air, and water and is therefore connected with all three elements. Each element has its meaning. The earth is grounding and stabilizing people. Air is for spiritual connection and water represents emotions. Thus, duck's meaning represents balance of all three.
1: Great job.
2: Excellente.
1: Yes. Excellent. And today's flower is the Angel's Trumpet. Look at that thing. Is this not amazing? Oh and she smells so good. I'll tell you that is one of my favorite fragrances in the whole world. You can see up here, there's um see if we can find it. Here it is. You might be able to see yeah. Right here. You see that right there? That is a little bud that's coming out right there. That's gonna grow into one of these. Mm-hmm. And then when it opens up, this is the newest one. It just turned its color this morning.
0: It's like a little peach, just peachy color. Its
1: color. The other ones had their color already and have been around for three or four days. They they can last up to a week. Oh really? And the scent just fills the whole house when they decide to bloom. They need a lot of sunlight and they'll grow anywhere.
0: Wish we had smell-o-vision. So we I could
1: know. Smell. I wish I could I no. just smell them. That would be great, smell-o-vision. So the following information is from the website spiritoftransformation.com. This beautiful plant, Angel's Trumpet, can help us to expand our vision so that we can see the bigger picture for our future, which makes it easier to let go of anything that no longer serves us. It's very helpful if we need to release something that may have given us much meaning and or structure in the past. Maybe we need to leave our job, our home, or our partner, or there might be a death and we may feel bereaved. Angel's trumpet can help us to cut through illusion. It can show us where we may be looking at a situation through rose-tinted spectacles and where we may need to look at it through new eyes. If we're resisting change that needs to happen for our own soul growth, this flower essence can offer a safe space to let go and trust in what is to come. It may be a physical death or a deeply transformative process, at the soul level that allows us to be spiritually reborn in a new attitude to life. Angel's trumpet helps us to feel more comfortable with the chaos and space of unknowing that occurs during change, so that we can have faith and courage to handle it, knowing that all is well. And this flower also shares with us a very useful affirmation for this process. Are you ready to say it with me? I let go and accept that change is needed. That's the first sentence. I don't know what is to come, but I trust that all is in divine order. I'm willing to see life and myself through fresh eyes. Perfect. Well, so what say ye? Will you hone your clairsentience? Share your thoughts and feelings in the comments section so we may learn and get more connected together. And I hope you join us for our meet and greet and connect and discuss these topics together. Each Friday, when we get together, we will talk about a little bit about the subject we talked about on the Sunday before. So, this one, we'll talk about any of the uh, healing tools, we'll talk about the clairsentience, we'll talk about the tips. We'll talk about what experiences that you've had during the week as you applied it. And then the second half, we'll talk about any questions that you have, anything that comes up that you'd like to discuss with me or the group, and we can all share and hold space for each other to experience that together. All you need to do is go into the description box, just click on the Group Grow Zoom link, and you can get yourself registered, make your payment, and get yourself moving towards Claire Sentience. If you liked today's show, we'd be honored if you'd hit the like button and let us know that you like what we're doing and hit the subscribe button and the bell to receive all new shows and hit the share button to share this message with people you care about. We ask for these things because each time that you like, subscribe or share our videos, they become more visible via YouTube, which allows more new people to find and watch the video and receive inspiration and tools for their healing. So your likes, your shares support healing and connection, and that is what we're all about. And to receive free goodies from us, you can also see our other YouTube channels and check our description box. If you'd like some personal support to put down your burdens and allow yourself to receive more clairsentience and intuition, schedule your complimentary conversation with me by clicking the link in the description box or go to willyougrow.com to learn more. And I'll look forward to speaking with you soon. And for now, we bid you adieu. Take excellent care of your very fine self. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Always with love I send to you from Angelique.
0: For more information about programs offered by Will You, mentoring with Angelique, and to watch video success stories from clients, explore willyougrow.com. If you or your company are interested in inspiring our mutual audience by sponsoring this or another of our programs, let's talk about it. Boost viewer confidence and trust in your company. Call 1 833 Will You, then press extension number 6. Make sure to click the subscribe button to get reminders before upcoming shows.